You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. Looking for the latest on the A's minor leagues? One of the latest additions to A's Cast is The Farm. A look around the minor leagues with interviews, updates, and profiles on the future A's tearing up the minors. podcast. I'm your host, athleticsfarm.com editor-in-chief Bill Moriarty. And today, we're going to be talking with the skipper of the A's AAA team in Las Vegas, Fran Reardon. He's managed the club since the A's moved their AAA affiliate to Vegas back in 2019. And before that, he managed the A's AAA team in Nashville for a year as well. With the A's currently in rebuild mode, there's already been a lot of opportunities for the players on his AAA team to get a look at the major league level. And we recently took the chance to talk with him about a number of the most promising prospects coming out of Las Vegas. Hey, thanks for joining me today, Fran. Always a pleasure, Bill. So, uh, you know, the the team you got there, the AAA team in Vegas, is always a a bit of a pipeline for the major league team. But but these days with the team uh, in more of a rebuild mode, you really are quite a direct pipeline. And and as you know, you've got a lot of players going back and forth between your Vegas team and the big club this year. And I wanted to ask you about uh, a few of the guys who are up there with the A's now. We'll talk about those guys at first, and then we'll talk about some of the some of the new guys in the pipeline that might be the next batch to get there. But I wanted to start off by asking you about Zach Geloff. You know, he's always seemed like such a such a solid player from the time the A's uh, drafted him. You know, he hasn't been in the pros very long, and uh, you know, it seems like he's been doing a really good job in his brief time with the A's thus far. But I'm curious to hear from your perspective. What did you see out of Zach Geloff during his time at Vegas that made you think that, that he was at a place where he could have success at the major league level? Well, you know, you just look at his overall body of work, what he was able to accomplish this year and how much he improved, and you just see a winning a winning player, a winning player in the big leagues. He was a winning player in AAA, and that encompasses a lot of things. But, uh, you know, pretty much on every side of the ball, offense, defense, base running, he was always doing something special that would uh, and could change the course of any game at any time, whether it was stealing a base, hitting a big home run, uh, drawing a walk, or making a good play on defense that maybe saved a run or two. Then uh, you just consistently saw these things on a day-to-day basis, and you knew that you you had something special with Zach. And, yeah, you look at how his career started off in the major leagues and the impact that he's made up there and the energy that he's bringing every single day. It's just kind of a, the next – logical step in his progression as a player and you know it looks like he's going to be a really nice big league player uh one thing that you mentioned there you 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 said a couple of times on a day-to-day basis which is interesting because i know from speaking to david forst before and asking you know what are you looking to see at these guys in triple a to show you that they're ready to come up to the big leagues and one of the things you know he's said is you know a lot of guys can look good for a week a couple weeks you know a, a little stretch but he wants to see a guy who's able to do things consistently. Is that kind of the thing that, that, that you saw out of uh, Zach Geloff? It is. There, there was a lot of that consistency that you're talking about, but there was also a progression of improvement. 
and also a progression of him making adjustments to what the league was trying to do to him. And that's, that's sometimes not an easy thing for a young player, especially one that, you know, had been drafted less than two years before his major league call up. So the fact that he was able to make these adjustments and he was able to win the cat and mouse game more often than he, than he didn't just speaks to his mindset and uh, his ability to just stay in a frame of mind where he was confident and he was thinking things through and he was able to, to translate it to the field and have that success. Yeah, and that's uh, another great point you made there is that ability to make adjustments because, as we all know, that's essential every step of the way. Even, even once you get there, no matter how long you've been there, you're always going to have to make those adjustments, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's the name of the game. <laughs> now, another guy that was recently called up to the big club was former first-round pick Tyler Soderstrom. You know, he's still just 21 years old. I think people forget just how young he is. Uh, you know, he started out the year there with you at AAA. Um, again, as a young player, he hasn't had, uh, you know, as much time to, to learn how to maybe make all those adjustments or, you know, see, see the game at a high level. Um, but where do you feel he's at and, and, and what adjustments do you think he needs to make to get to a place where he's able to be comfortable being, being a regular major league player? Well, you know, I, I may surprise you with where I'm going to start off, but I think defensively he's he's made leaps and bounds as far as his progression as a catcher, and he did a really nice job while he was here. Um, he worked really hard at it. He cared about it a lot, and he showed a lot of improvement behind the plate as far as his, his pitch framing, his movement, his throwing, the way he, uh, you know, block baseballs and just his overall effort was fantastic watching him on tv in the big leagues I, I think the same thing is translating where he's he's stealing some strikes he's doing a good job he's he's uh showing a little bit of energy and i'm just really happy with the job that he's he's doing defensively in the big leagues and i was very happy with what he did here in triple a offensively he's so talented that you know being a 21 year old kid trying to learn you know, and take take his lumps at the big league level is no easy task. But when you have his kind of talent, you have his kind of bat. It's only a matter of time before he does make the adjustments necessary. And I think Tyler's very, very, very confident in his ability offensively, and that's going to start to to show through once he gets a few, you know, hundred at bats under his, his belt at the big league level. And then, you know, I think we'll see the sky's sky's the limit for his bat. Yeah, well, I think that's one thing that we have seen with him is that at any level, given just a little bit of time, he, he's figured out how to hit at that level. So um, and we've seen that every stage of the way. Um, another guy who's come up to the majors recently uh, is a guy I'm sure you like, an older guy, outfielder Cody Thomas. You know, he's been a guy who's been around the game a while, you know, has had to prove himself. But as you know, uh, he was certainly one of your best hitters there at Las Vegas. And he's uh, finally gotten a chance in the major leagues here to play a little bit more regularly lately. And, you know, he's he's looked pretty good. But I'm curious to get your impressions of Cody Thomas, what he was able to do for you there at Vegas, and uh, what you've seen out of him since he's gone up to Oakland. Well, he, he's obviously a, a very, very productive player while he was here in AAA. He was one of the, the league leaders in almost every offensive category that matters. And the, I think the, the biggest thing you could say about Cody is that he always does everything the right way, uh, whether it's running the bases, whether it's uh, playing defense, whether it's uh, situational hitting. He always has the right mindset to do things to help your team win. And 
he, he showed that consistency in 21 before the injury. Uh, when he came back to full strength this year and this season, he showed that consistency and that, that productivity offensively and defensively and on the bases. And I think it's only a matter of time before, you know, he starts to get more opportunities in the big leagues and push the envelope to get more playing time to, to show that he can do the same thing at the major league level. And I'm, I'm really happy for Cody. He's a great story. He's got a lot of really interesting things that have happened to him in his career that have led him down this path. And it's just great to see a, a, a good man and a, a good player, you know, get an opportunity at the highest level to, to be a productive player. Yeah, I think we're all glad to see him uh, get that opportunity, that's for sure. Another guy at the major league level who's very young and very talented is Jordan Diaz. Um, I think we all know his ability to put the bat on the ball, his his ability to hit the ball hard, his ability to make things happen. Um, do you think maybe that the, the main thing he still needs to learn is is perhaps just how to be more selective, you know, just because he can put his bat on everything does, doesn't mean you should try to. Um, you know, is, is that maybe the main thing for him to be able to maximize the potential that he surely has? You know, it, it's a great question, and it's a, a great talking point. And, you know, there's a lot of conversations about uh, take, taking away his aggressiveness and trading it in for pitch, pitch selectivity and con- controlling the strike zone better. But at the end of the day, Jordan has proved that he's hit at every level with his approach that he has. And it's, it's an aggressive approach. He swings the bat a lot. But he's got such elite bat-to-ball skills, and he's so strong and can do so many things on so many different pitches that, uh, you know, it's, it's always a discussion of, of what the right approach for Jordan is. But being the young player that he is, you hope that, you know, like anybody else, the more at-bats they stack up at the major league level, the more the more pitches he sees, the more he realizes how pitchers are trying to attack him. He's able to make those adjustments and be a little bit more selective and at the same time be aggressive and let it rip when when he's feeling good and, and he, uh, he he likes a matchup or he's sitting on a, a certain pitch. So, you know, it's just, again, another very, very good young player that just has to get experience and time at the major league level to really have his ability show through. Uh, you know, uh, another player at the major league level I'm curious to get your perspective on is Nick Allen. You know, I know whenever he's gone down to Vegas, he's just hit up a storm down there. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously he's had some more struggles hitting at the major league level. Uh, but I'm curious what you feel is the difference between, you know, what you've seen him be able to do there at AAA in Las Vegas and, and you know, what he's uh, done there in Oakland at the plate. Well, I, I think Nick's no different than 90% of the guys that are playing in the big leagues right now. Uh, it's it's not an easy road, you know. You, you look at you look at the league and you look at the players, even the the elite players in the league. You know, their first and second years in the big leagues. Sometimes there was four, five, six, you know, uh, kind of kind of trains back and forth from the big leagues to AAA, trying to figure it out, trying to refine things and. Maybe the opportunity wasn't there at the big league level, and it, it just takes a while for most players to to get that comfort level and to get the opportunity where you're going to turn out to be an everyday player. Um, there, there's just not a lot of Mike Trout's and uh, Manny Machado's up there that, that go up there and they stay up there forever. And uh, you know, it's the story of most players that are that are up there in the big leagues. And I, I think it's a, just a testament to the perseverance of these these players that. 
go up and down and up and down for one, two, sometimes three years before they end up sticking. And I think Nick's so different. They're no different. He's he's very talented. He's always had success offensively at the AAA level. And it's just a matter of time, in my opinion, that, that he shows the same kind of uh, progress at the major league level. Uh, well, certainly let's hope that's the case. I know uh, Matt Olson was certainly up and down quite a few times before uh, before he finally stuck, too. Uh, let's talk about a few new guys you've got there at Vegas, because for all the guys you've sent up to Oakland, there's also a lot of new guys that arrived on your roster there in the second half, and a lot of them are very exciting young prospects. And I, I wanted to start off by asking you about outfielder Lawrence Butler. You know, a lot of A's fans saw him in spring training, saw the kind of dynamic player he is. He's got speed. He's got power. He's just uh, an exciting player to watch on the field as well. You know, he seems to be the kind of guy that, that, that makes things happen. But I know you've had him there for a few weeks now on your team. I'm curious to know just, just what you've seen out of Lawrence Butler over the past few weeks you've had him there in Vegas. Well, he, he's been he's been great since the time he's got called up from Midland. Um, you know, you're looking at a high school draft pick from a few years ago in our system that uh, you know, kind of came on the on the scene this year and in, uh, in the fall league, and really showed what kind of player he is, uh, how explosive he can be, um, how dynamic he can be, and and uh, you know, you have to give a lot of credit to our player development system in this case, where I don't know if I've seen a player improve as much as a player has in two years than Lawrence Butler, just from where he started when he first signed with us to where he is now. Uh, it's really been a remarkable progression, and, and you, you know that the, the player, Lawrence, has put in a tremendous amount of work, but he's coachable, he listens, he wants it, he wants to be great, and he has the physical and athletic ability to be a great big leaguer, and I think he's he's shown flashes of it in his first three weeks here in AAA, and again, anytime you go to a new level, there's going to be adjustments, there's going to be you know, learning curve, but he's he's such a, a talented athlete and he's such a, a good player that wants it so badly. I think his learning curve will be very short, and in and, and due time, he's going to be a very good major league player. Yeah, he certainly looks like he has the potential to be the uh, one of the next uh, impact players at the major league level for the A's, and he certainly would be very exciting to see in the green and gold, that's for sure. Another guy who recently joined your team in the past few weeks from uh, AA Midland, is uh, shortstop Daryl Hernias, and you know he's still very young. I think he's turning 22 uh, this week, if I'm correct. And uh, you know he just did nothing but hit at Midland. In the past few weeks, he's come up there to Vegas. I think he's hitting in the 330s for you still as a very young kid. He came over from Baltimore in that Cole Irvin deal uh, last offseason. A lot of people might remember, but he seems like a very young, very talented kid who's uh, on a very fast track lately. But uh, tell me what your impressions have been uh, of him since he's been there with your club the past few weeks. Well, Bill, first of all, I'm very impressed that you know his birthday, and you're exactly right. <laughs> he'll be uh, he'll turning 22 tomorrow, and his mother's coming in from El Paso to watch him play <laughs> and celebrate his birthday, so I know he's excited about that. But, uh, again, you're, you're talking about a, a very young player who has done – some really, really, really impressive things in his short career with the Oakland A's coming over from the Orioles. All he did was hit in double-A, and I know Bobby Crosby, our our double-A manager, worked a lot with him at the shortstop position because that's something that he cares a lot about. He cares a lot about defense. He cares a lot about learning the position, staying at the position, and excelling at the position. And he's been fantastic for us. I mean, the bat speaks for itself. You look at the numbers. He's hitting over 330. 
Uh, he's got a couple of home runs, a few extra base hits, but he he's a strong, strong man with with good bat to ball skills, good bat speed, good leverage, and uh, he's really impressed me on the defensive side of the ball too. Uh, he's made some some plays that uh, you know only really good shortstops make, and uh, the the intent and effort is there on every single play. And uh, again, another exciting player that does a lot of things really well and is a lot of fun to watch. You know, I'm curious to ask you a little more about him defensively uh, as a shortstop. Your impressions of him there. Uh, you know, what do you feel his strengths are? What do you feel the aspects of a defensive game are that 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 maybe need to be worked on a little bit at this stage of the game? And has there been any discussion of just getting looks at him at any other positions just to increase his versatility as well? Well, I, I think that we're trying to get him as much time as shortstop as we can because he does have the, the ability to play the position. Uh, he'd be the first one to tell you that he doesn't have a rocket arm, but he makes up for it in different ways. His pre-pitch anticipation of uh, where to move and how to move based on you know the pitch and the, the hitter, the situation is very good. He's got a very good game clock. And he's got a very quick release once he fields the baseball and can throw from all different angles. And all of those things make up for not having that, you know, elite arm strength at the position. And, you know, you, you see that he, he works through the, the, the reads that he has to make with his footwork, with his arm angle, with how quickly he has to get rid of it, depending on who's hitting and depending on the situation where the ball is hit. And all of those things kind of, uh, negate the fact that it's not a cannon, you know, but it doesn't matter because he makes the plays. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters if you get the guy out. And to to see the work that he puts in and how much pride he takes in his defense and how much he cares, uh, it's it, all the markers of being a very good, not only defensive player, but a very good major league player. Uh, well, I want to ask you about another infielder that recently joined your squad, and that's third baseman Brett Harris. You know, he's a guy, none of his tools kind of pop out, but everybody talks about him just – being such a solid all-around uh, player who knows what he's doing on the field every day. He's been there with you for the past few weeks, so I'm curious to get your impressions of uh, third baseman Brett Harris now that he's finally getting getting some time at AAA. Well, he's, he's like those infomercial slow cookers where you, you, know, you put a roast in them and two hours later you set it and forget it because it's done and it's, it's really delicious. You, <laughs> you, you don't have to worry about him over there. He, he, he's really, really a good defender, doesn't do anything flashy, but is always in the right spot, always makes accurate throws, has very good hands, very good footwork, and is just solid and dependable and reliable. There's, there's so much to be said for that on the defensive side of the ball uh it's it's a really special attribute that brett has and and he's a very very you know calm cool and collected defender that is not going to get flustered or rattled and uh, again like daryl has has an elite game clock knows when to get rid of the ball how hard to throw it how to spin it and what angle to get to get rid of it at so he's a very good defender um he he's he's hit you know, in double A, he had, he's, he's been up and down a little bit here offensively, but we're talking about a small sample size where again, he has to make the adjustment to what the league is trying to do and how they're trying to get him out. But he's a very mentally tough kid and he's going to make those adjustments and, and turn out to be a very good major leaguer. You know, I, w- I wanted to uh, wrap up by asking you about a few hitters who maybe people don't talk about quite so much, but but maybe they should, you know. So I, I, I wanted to ask you about a few of these guys, and I wanted to start off that list with Max Schumann. You know, 
He's such a such a handy, such a versatile guy. He can play virtually every position on the field. He's got speed, typically hits around 290. He's got an on-base percentage over 400. Again, not a guy that, you know, is high on the charts or, you know, has these tools that just, you know, pop out. But, you know, the guy gets on base. The guy makes things happen. He's versatile. He can play all over the field. I know you've had him there for most of the season with you in Vegas. So I'm I'm really eager to hear what your impressions have been of Max Schumann and what, and what you feel his potential is as a, you know, potentially handy, useful uh, piece at the major league level. Well, Max may not be a blue chip prospect in the, the media outlets or the, you know, the list or rankings of prospects around baseball, but he's, pre- he's pretty high up on my list. I have a tremendous amount of respect for Max's ability and, and his, his future as a big leaguer. And, you know, he's done everything that you said in spades. Uh, I mean, you, you look at his, his offensive numbers, you look at where he plays defensively and the fact that he can play any position on the field at, at, at either an above average or, or, you know, excellent level is, is pretty impressive. You can put him at shortstop just as easily as you can put him in left field or second base or center field. And he's such a good athlete that, that he just really knows how to play defense in any position you put him in. And he's always going to compete. He's always going to give you a good at bat. You know, he, he, he has the ability to do some damage if he's, uh, you know, sitting on a certain pitch in a certain location, but he's also has the same ability to to punch a double down the right field line with two strikes in a big spot to, to drive in a run or move a runner. And um, he does all the little things really well. Uh, his stolen base numbers over his career is, have always been really high. And just to have a, a, a guy that has his versatility, I, I think creates a lot of value for the way the game is being played now. And I, I think Max has a bright future in the game. Yeah, I know. I, for one, would love to see him get a look at the major league level. I think it would be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, another guy there, obviously, with Tyler Soderstrom there behind the plate most of the season, people talk about him. But, of course, you've had another catcher, Kyle McCann, left-handed hitting catcher. I think he's hitting around 290. He's got a lot of pop in his bat as well. Always good to have a left-handed hitting catcher, too. Uh, but I'm curious what your impressions have been of Kyle McCann, both offensively and defensively, the work he's done there this year. And, um, you know, how close do you feel he's ready to, to perhaps being able to contribute at the major league level when given the opportunity as well? Yeah, this is my first full season with Mac. And, you know, I spent a lot of time with him in 2020 in San Jose at the alt site. And uh, being around him for a full season, his first full year in AAA has been a lot of fun. Watching his growth from 2020 to where he is now, uh, watching his swing develop and be grooved to, to what I think is a good major league swing right now. Uh, he obviously has the, the strength and the power to, to be a good, you know, power threat at the major league level. Defensively, he's gotten so much better from where he started. And, and again, it's something that he takes a lot of pride in and something that he, he really cares about. And just kind of watching him put the whole thing together, uh, you know, at the, the highest minor league level for a full year has been a lot of fun. And he's a great kid to be around. He brings energy. He brings a little bit of an edge. He's a tremendous competitor. And uh, I, I think, in my opinion, the sky's the limit for what he can do in this game. Yeah, I'd love to see him get a get a look at the major league level as well before long. And then finally, I wanted to ask you, the, the final sort of under-the-radar guy I wanted to ask you about 
is outfielder Trent Brooks. You know, he's an older guy, left-handed hitting outfielder, signed as a minor league free agent in the offseason. But, you know, he's been one of the most productive hitters on your squad this year. He gets on base. He has power. You know, he's had a season somewhat similar to Cody Thomas there for you, and I, I know his name doesn't get brought up uh, that often, but I'm sure he's, um, you know, been someone whose name you've been very happy to be able to write into your uh, lineup card uh, every night there in Vegas. Yeah, uh, Trent, Trent's a really good baseball player. Um, all the things you said, he gives you a good at bat. He gets on base. He controls the strike zone. There's, there's damage in there. Um, you, you know, he hits with two strikes. He doesn't strike out much. His, his walk to strikeout ratio throughout his career and this year has, has always been very good. And there's, there's not a lot of guys that have the walk to strikeout ratio that he has and gets on base at the rate that he does. He's a great athlete. He runs well. He can play the corner outfield positions, a little bit of first base, and he, he's a, a great competitor as well. So, you know, coming in as a minor league free agent to a different organization, he spent his entire career with the Indians, and to, to show the kind of, of year that he's having right now, you know, I really hope the trend gets an opportunity, and uh, I think all of his teammates would be as happy as he would if he got that chance. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like like we mentioned, I mean, the Vegas club has always been an important pipeline for the uh, for the big league team, but at this stage of the game, even more so. You know, if you're if you're doing well at, in Vegas at this stage of the game, there very likely will be an opportunity for you at the major league level. And uh, obviously that just means that the job you're doing there is even more important, preparing those guys for those opportunities. So uh, obviously we're all happy that you're down there doing, doing what you can to shape and mold these guys into, into major league players. And uh, we appreciate the job you do. And as always, we appreciate the time you take talking to us about these guys that we'll all be seeing and enjoying in the big leagues before long. Oh, Bill, I, I love talking about these guys and I love watching them play every night. So it's, uh, it's really my pleasure. Great. Thank you so much, Fran. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Thank you. And thanks to all of you out there for listening to this edition of our A's Farm podcast. Be sure to check back in for the next episode. And don't forget that you can always find updates on the A's top prospects and all the daily action in the A's minor league system on our A's Farm website at athleticsfarm.com. That's athleticsfarm.com. Thanks again. I'm A's Farm Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty, and we'll see you again down on the farm. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 